Come on. My difference-making tip is kind of twofold. Investments are a big part of your nest egg. You know, what type of return you're going to get over the course of your entire working life. And too many times I sit down with employees and I ask them right out of the gates, can you tell me a bit about how you're invested? And the great, great majority of them cannot. So I'm asking them, how are they invested? Are they invested aggressively, moderately, conservatively? And is that matching their goals? And they can't confirm for me whether they are or they're not. And so that's kind of my challenge to them and my big takeaway to your audience is, you know, that, that classic cocktail function where you're at happy hour with your friends. And if they were to ask you, hey, Joe, hey, Mary, can you explain to me how you're invested in your 401k plan? I would like for everyone listening today and all these people at those 401k plans to be able to answer that question. So, and I'm not asking them to become an investment expert by any means. I just want them to have a general concept of where their money is. You know, is it aggressively invested? Is it conservatively invested? I'd even like to see them maybe be able to say, I'm 35% international, you know, 45% U.S. equity, and the remaining is in bonds and cash. At least then they're putting their head on their pillow at night knowing where their investments are and having a good idea that they match their goals or their risk tolerance. So that's, that's part one. That's my takeaway. I know you're probably looking for one quick tip, but my next big quick tip is use throughout your day-to-day life, try to be a little more cognizant of where you spend money and then think about your retirement from time to time. And for me, that might be, you know, if I'm going to buy a new surfboard and that surfboard might cost me $750 to $1,000, just hit pause and ask yourself, could this be better served? Could I use this to fund and fuel my retirement? And then I'll leave you with the fact that that $1,000 that I spend on that surfboard, depending upon my investment return and depending upon how long I have till I retire or I'm in my retirement, that could be worth 10x. 20x, even 40x or more of that thousand dollars. So I just want people to be more cognizant about it. Well, look, um, retirement is all about income. It's not about assets. You know, cover your basic living expenses with guaranteed income. Optimize the rest of your portfolio to protect yourself against inflation. Have a plan for long-term care. Uh, use your home equity wisely. That's what I get into and don't worry, retire happy. Consider a hybrid retirement. That might mean working part-time for a few years. Maximize your social security benefits. That's the biggest retirement uh, benefit that you have. And and then use life insurance to go to your children for pennies on the dollar. And I think if they just follow these simple steps based in math and science, they could have a happy and successful retirement. Well, Savage Nation people, I urge you to get involved with cryptocurrencies. Um, I, I Obviously, I'm an evangelist. I believe in the transformative power and positive transformative power of blockchain. But uh, my tip is it's never too late to invest in cryptocurrencies. If you got involved today, you're still going to be considered a pioneer five, ten years from now. So my tip is create a digital wallet 
buy some crypto assets, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum or one each of the top 10, I mean, a dollar each. You don't have to invest thousands of uh, your hard-earned cash into this. Just get some exposure and try to understand because this technology is here. It's here to stay and it's going to affect your business your job in some way that uh, we can't even imagine right now. And when that time comes, being able to say, oh, I have a wallet or, oh, I have a basic understanding of this is going to give you a huge uh, strategic advantage over the next person who doesn't have that experience. And then you're going to propel yourself to, you know, uh, to a better place, whether you're working somewhere or you have a business you're going to have that unfair advantage of knowing what a cryptocurrency is. And you don't have to understand the technical details of blockchains and cryptocurrencies or anything like that. All you need to understand is you can store value in a digital virtual format. It doesn't have to be on a plastic card or, or a piece of paper or a piece of metal. And, you know, if you're a part of the future, you're going to, you're going to be successful. If you're not, you're going to find yourself in a situation where, you know, we're pointing fingers and blaming other countries for what robotics and AI did to some industries. And, you know, I don't want anyone to be in that situation. I would say the difference making tip would be when you're thinking about your investment, whether whether you're a planner sitting down with a client or a client yourself. Frame your spending decisions as a investment decision. Meaning, we have a tendency to want to spend money today at the cost for, of investing for tomorrow. So, rather than, say, spend $200 on a pair of clothes today, say to yourself, I'm going to put this $200 and, and, and additional money during the year towards my retirement account. But I'm not worried about I'm going to have, say, an extra $10,000, an extra $100,000 in the future, because people don't think about money, but think about that if you had an extra $100,000 in retirement, you're going to be able to spend that money in the future, and maybe that will allow you to take an extra cruise in, in retirement each year, maybe you'll be able to buy a better car, maybe you'll be able to play golf on better golf courses in faster fashion, so link, whenever you're trying to save for investments, especially for a long-term activity, Think about, don't just think about the money you're trying to save to have in the future, but that money in the future is going to allow you to have a higher standard of living, but it's going to make the connection in which you're going to be able to enjoy that money eventually because you eventually are going to expend it. It's not that you're, you know, I'm going to have an annuity, I'm going to have this stream of income. It's going to be that money is going to be used for essentially a fund activity if I don't spend as much today to, to have a better tomorrow. I think the biggest thing for me, and I, I don't know what kind of language I'm allowed to use on, on this show, so I'm gonna be as good as I possibly can. My absolute difference-making tip is, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So if you're not happy, thrilled, whatever it is in your life, if you are not passionate about it, don't bother, find something else, find the passionate, because if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Honestly, I have to go back to tracking that spending because I don't think it's something that you necessarily have to implement for the rest of your life. I probably will just because it's it's been a you know game changer in my life. But do it for three months and see how it makes you feel. 
you may realize that you're allocating a lot of your money, your hard-earned money, to things that actually don't add any value to your life. And I think that's kind of the key thing, too. When you track your spending, have a good idea of where you're, you're spending your hard-earned dollars, you'll see, are you actually spending it on your values, or are you spending on stuff that really has nothing to do with your life, but maybe you feel like you have to spend, you know... A, uh, money on coffee because all of your colleagues do, or you're spending money on clothes because you, you want to make sure you look good at the office, but really you actually don't care about clothes. So maybe just buy a couple good pieces and just like rewear them or put some like different accessories on. So I feel like when you track your spending, you have a very good understanding of where your money's going and if they are aligning with your values. And if they're not, it's easier, you know, because you have the, that information to figure out how to change your spending patterns. I guess my difference making tip George, would be don't throw up your hands and say it's too late for me to get ready for retirement. This is the time to start taking it seriously. Take a day. Maybe it's a weekend day. Maybe it's a, a day off from work. Make that your financial wellness day and really get start getting on track. This has been so fun, George, and I hope that <laughs> – I hope that may, one of the things that I said resonated uh, with you, George, and hopefully your listeners as well. Um, my biggest tip, if you want to create the life of your dreams and to elevate your financial situation, is, I alluded to this before, but to remember that you create your own reality. And that may not sound practical or it may not sound like that there's a, a, a practical piece that you can start applying but if you want to take tactical steps with that start thinking about when you start having thoughts around money become aware of how you think about it so for instance if you catch yourself saying well money doesn't grow on trees or I can't afford this or that's for rich people or the wealthy only care about themselves those are thoughts that are impacting your ability to get to a financial position that you want to get to. So be aware of your relationship with money and start being aware of your thoughts around it. It's my, my biggest tip for your listeners. I think that uh, in my mind, you know, take advantage of the information that your employer provides to you. Seek out guidance and from those that you trust. Try to embrace saving and planning for your financial future and recognize that it is part of your responsibility. You know, saving and planning is a shared responsibility for all of us. Your employer has a responsibility. You have a responsibility. And together, you can both achieve financial success. So that would be my, my difference maker for 2018. Yes, my difference making tip would be to Take a moment in life, which I really started out with this conversation. Take a moment in life and think about really what gets you out of bed in the morning. I mean, that is above and beyond what someone told me the alarm clock, which is not what I'm looking for. Uh, really think about what stimulates you in life and ask questions of people around you. Get that feedback. There's one nugget I always share, which I think is pretty powerful, about understanding what you do best. Because the, the secret behind this is finding what your purpose is. And it's usually what you also do best in putting those together. And that's where people, you know, accomplish great things in life and win world records and gold medals. So if you, once you figure out your purpose, then finding out what you do best is really, really simple. Think about the times in your life 
when you've gotten the most praise for something you've done and then the times when you've gotten the most constructive feedback or not constructive feedback, right? But the things when people come up to you and say, wow, that's magical. I could never do that. And the things that I see, you know, people that do in, in my life, you know, uh, like you, George, you're, you're involved in finance. I mean, cutting numbers, like I, I'm good at the big picture, but getting down to that detail, uh, people that can do that really, really well, well is magic, right? It's, it's your strong point, what you do best. So just ask people around you, um, what do you think I do best? Think about where you get the most praise and ask people around you, what do you think I do best? And it's really simple and very, very quick to understand what that is. And most people in life know exactly what it is, right? If you take a second to think about what do you do best, you know when people have given you tons of great feedback, that's the area you need to focus on. You combine that with your purpose and uh, life changes quite magical and transformational. You know, I think anytime you look at your personal finances and you feel stress, I th think two things. Number one, so I'm going to not only give you one tip, George, I'm going to give you two tips, yes. a double, a, a, a secret tip. <laughs> You're getting a secret tip, bonus tip. Uh, the first tip is this. Um, financial stress is a sign that something is wrong, and your job is then to rectify what's wrong, not to deal with the stress by beating it down. I think we've become too tolerant of our financial stress, which means we ignore problems. You know, it's like, well, financial stress has decreased in this country. Well, that doesn't mean anyone's any better. It just means we're more tolerant of stupid situations, which I think is bad. But to deal with stress uh, effectively, I like people to look at it and say, okay, what's my problem? Do, you ha do I have an expense problem or do I have an income problem? I think too often people look at their situation and just assume it's an income problem when it's most often an expense problem. If you have an income problem, George, that's good news, dude, because you can just get another job, like an additional job. And that that sounds condescending, but it's not. It's 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 very pragmatic. If you have an expense problem, well, that stinks, man, because that means you're going to have to dig deep and change your habits. And that is not fun. It is not easy. And most people would rather blame their income than to blame themselves. So I, I think that's the tip. Look, look to see if your problem is an expense problem or an income problem. Um, one, don't wait until you're starving to eat. And don't wait until you're thirsty to drink. If you're a little bit hungry, it's probably time for some food. Don't wait until you're starving because we all know what happens. You're famished. You're going to go run down the street and get a burger. Don't do that. Um, plan your food as much as you can ahead of time. Even make the decision. Say you're at work, you don't have food with you, you know you're going to go out somewhere to eat for lunch. Plan that when you first get to work or while you're eating your breakfast. Okay, this is what I'm going to have for lunch. I'm going to go to this salad place or whatever it is. I'm not saying you have to only eat a salad to be healthy, but you're going to go, um, you plan ahead of time. So when you get in the situation where you're already really hungry, you don't have to make an impulsive decision. You already have a decision made for you. Same with water water all day long. Um, try to eat your meals at the same time every day. Another pro tip, don't drink water while you eat. If you're needing a liquid to wash down the food that you're eating, you're not chewing enough. So your saliva is supposed to be doing that. So if you're just, you know, scarfing food down and drinking water to help with that, don't do that. Chew your food more. Leave the water for 20 minutes before or after a meal. Some more ideas. We already talked a little bit about um, prepare, like preparing your food. Um, it's that quote, plan to prepare or prepare to fail. There is so much truth in that. Another one, if you're someone who only eats a couple big meals a day, try to make them a little bit smaller and space them out a little bit more. 
Um, it can help keep your blood glucose a little bit more stable and help minimize any hunger or massive mood swings that we get. That like energy lull in the day, can, giving your body a little more consistent fuel can help combat that a little bit. And then one of my biggest tips that I, <laughs> if there's one take-home message I wanted to do this, is eat your damn veggies. <laughs> if yes. you're an adult, yeah, you're already doing the hard stuff. <laughs> You, you know, you're doing, you're working, you're doing taxes, you're figuring out how to fix a toilet that won't stop running, you know, whatever it is. You're, you're, you're adulting, you're doing the hard things. Eating your vegetables should not be a hard thing. If you're looking for a good goal, aim for about eight to ten different shades of vegetables a day. The more different shades and colors you get, the more micronutrients you're getting. Um, dark leafy greens are always a priority, so definitely a lot of those. But eat your vegetables. It's not hard. <laughs> Do it. Try cooking them in different ways. Um, be careful with the oils you put on. Try to make sure it's like a coconut oil or maybe grapeseed oil, olive oil, but no hydrogenated or vegetable oil. And then you can steam them. You can do whatever. Get creative. Figure it out, though. Eat your vegetables. It's not hard. All right. My difference-making tip is you can't control what the capital markets are going to give you. Right? That's the one thing that everybody wants to control, but you and I can yell at the stock market all we want, and the stock market doesn't care. You can control your costs, what you pay to invest. So look for low-cost funds, low-cost brokers, or no-cost brokers. And you control, control, to some extent, how much taxes you pay on that. If you control costs and you control taxes, you invest regularly, you're doing all you humanly can <laughs> to get your best returns. The rest is kind of up, up to those wacky markets. And uh, you can't control that, so why try? Keep your costs low, keep your taxes low. And um, if you're really, 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 really worried about the market, raise some cash until, you know, you don't wake up every 20 minutes with your heart pounding. Okay, so my difference making tip, and this is for everybody, women and men, is two, sort of twofold. Um, one is to always spend less than you make. And if you do, you will have financial freedom. That's number one. Number two is you need to own your financial future. Do not put it on somebody else. Excellent. I was love this. My difference-making tip is that time is the most important factor in investing. So you need to get started right now. Um, so even, you know, I'm in my 30s. People in their 40s and 50s and 60s, we actually have more investment potential than, say, Warren Buffett. Because he's, you know, 87, 88 this year. You know, hopefully we'll be here a lot longer and securities have a positive bias, which means the longer you hold securities, the better opportunity you have of making money. So the, the time is now to act. I'll go back to what I said earlier. Use the telephone. Don't go there in person. I would call around or I guess another way these days in the advent of the Internet is send emails. Contact some of the dealerships by email and send them emails, you know, pick out three or four dealerships, send them an email and see if they'll give you a price by email. But I do, there is a word of caution. Some of those prices they give you on email are not complete. They will sometimes leave out things just so they can be competitive in the email. And then when you get there, they add pricing on. It's still a business you got to be cautious with. Well, absolutely. Of course, I would suggest they read my book. So I have a book called uh, Control Your Retirement Destiny. If you are near the retirement planning 
phase. Usually I describe that as anyone who's 50 plus. It lays out step by step what you would need to do to create a plan that really helps you be ready to transition into retirement. And if it's something that you could do yourself, great, go for it. Um, for a large portion of the population, as you know, George, they really get a lot of value out of working with people like us and, and helping them lay that plan out. The most important thing in my perspective, from my perspective, that is not appreciated about retirement is the thing that's really going to make you financially secure is income. How much do you have every month coming in? To what extent is that guaranteed versus market-based? It's not really about assets. I think in general, the shift away from pensions towards the 401k has put us in a asset-focused mindset, which I think is okay and maybe preferable for people when they're saving for retirement. But once you actually enter retirement, it's a different game. And I think more and more people are realizing in a world where they don't have a pension, the value of having guaranteed income. Um, and I think over time, that's going to become even more and more apparent. Um, and, you know, we're excited about that development because we think um, we're well positioned for it. Okay. Well, my thing that I think is uh, not as well understood today in the market is there are many tax advantages to long-term care. So if you own a business, for example, you can not only deduct the premiums from your business because it's considered health insurance, but you also still receive the benefits tax-free. And most advisors are not aware of that. So there is actually some tax advantages out there. You can also move an existing annuity or, or life insurance contract and use the cash value tax-free to pay for a long-term care premium. So there's a lot of interesting, flexible ways to fund a long-term care plan. So if you need help, assistance with that, again, contact your advisor and ask them about those. And there are very good ways to fund plans today. Difference-making tip. How good do your listeners want their life to be? Really, Simple really question. good. How great, you know, how fantastic, how fabulous, how mind-blowing are you willing for your life in your choices to be. So my tip is every day you need to be journaling. You need to be writing down what you're committed to in your life, in your family's life, in your business or your customer's life, and in your community's life, right? And so if you just had a journal and you just wrote, you know, this is what I'm committed to in my life. This is what I'm committed to in my, my family's life. Could be my wife, my spouse, my husband, my kids, my parents. This is what I'm committed to, to the people that I that work for me and I work for them, clients and customers, and my community. One thing, you know, every 90 days that you're going to be committed to. Will you get it all done? No. But I'll tell you what, it'll keep you on your toes. It'll keep you engaged. And you will bump up against the obstacles that will prevent you from getting there. And you know what? Best I can tell, that's what life is all about. Life is about falling down, failing, picking yourself up, and trying to find another solution. And it'll force you to be engaged. It'll force you to be engaged in your life, in other people's lives, and find other people that can help you find solutions. And man, what could be better? You know, you're out there, you're engaged, and you're going to make the most amazing things happen because every time you accomplish something, you're going to say, well, what's next and what's next? So 
that's my difference maker. So my tip is twofold. One is we're all impact investors, whether we want to admit it or not. Here's why. Every single investment makes has an impact, whether it's positive or negative. So my tip is do one thing, either look at your portfolio or your 401k and say, what can I actually do different here from the stuff I quoted earlier and make one move that could be engagement, engage with a company that you want to see better practices. Um, that could be getting an ESG product on the 401k platform. That could be knowing what I own and divesting of something um, that doesn't align with you. My second tip is start looking at what you're buying in the stores, where you're buying it from. Are you supporting locals? Are you supporting small businesses? This country was built on small businesses. Um, and actually be cognizant of where it's sourced and how it gets to you, the ultimate consumer, and what role you want to play in that supply chain. Okay, my difference-making tip is to address the problem of procrastination in investing. So my advice to you is, even if you have a 401k, a 403b, or whatever, start designating a percentage of your income every month transferred into your robo-advisor of choice monthly, put it on autopilot so that it gets done without you, without your worrying about it every month. And I promise you, at the end of, I won't say next year, <laughs> But at the end of several decades, first of all, you won't miss the money every month and you won't have to worry about it. You will end up with a very nice pot of investment savings for which you can do whatever you want. Ooh, okay. So my pro tip is read your company benefits package and really look through ways to maximize your company benefits. Um, and I also have a, and I can send you um, a link to kind of how we take people through maximizing their company benefits and kind of a do-it-yourself version of that. But one of the ways that I think that I really help save my clients the most money is doing a deep dive into their company benefits package. We look for things like you know, do you have a 401k match? Are you at least taking advantage of your 401k match so you're not leaving free money on the table? Have a, you know, transit card that you can buy with pre-tax dollars through work if you're taking public transportation to and from work every day. You might be able to buy that using pre-tax dollars. Do you have an FSA or HSA available to you, which is a flexible spending account if you're on what's known as like a PPO insurance plan? Or do you have a health savings, you know, a, um, a, so there's a flexible spending account and then a health savings account, an HSA. An HSA works in conjunction with a high deductible health care plan, which is also often less expensive where the premiums will be less. But sometimes your employer will kick in a little bit of money into your HSA for choosing a high deductible plan. Maybe you could get another $500 or $1,000 in your HSA also, any money you put into your FSA or HSA is tax deductible. Um, but the cool thing about HSAs versus FSAs is that that money is yours to keep. So that money rolls over from year to year and you can invest those dollars, which is even cooler. So some financial planners actually think that HSAs 
are the best retirement account and they're not even technically a retirement account and that's because you get a triple tax benefit which is the money you put into those accounts is tax deductible you can take the money out at any time tax-free as long as it's used for qualified medical expenses and that money can be invested in no tax deferred for the future so my big tip is to take advantage of your company benefits make sure you're maximizing those and review those from year to year because your company will change things and your life situation and circumstances will change as well. And so there are things we can do each year to really maximize our company benefits and that could save you hundreds if not thousands of valuable tax dollars just by taking advantage of what your company has to offer. So we were talking about this before the podcast and I have so many tips. But I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm such a geek and I'm so big into automation that as of today, my favorite automation sites are two. It's Zapier.com, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com, and Airtable.com. And between those two things, you can run a business. Um, because I always say, you can always make more money. You can't get more time. And these two tools save you so much time. Even if it's just five seconds that you can eliminate for the rest of your life, that's five seconds you just got back. I mean, it's unbelievable what you can do with those two sites. So Z-A-P-I-E-R.com, I'm in there every day, and Airtable.com, A-I-R-T-A-B-L-E.com. They're pretty geeky, but it's awesome. My difference-making tip is basically to repeat what I just said, but my difference-making tip is to change your mindset as you're nearing the retirement years. We have industries, the financial planning industry, the real estate industry, uh, government agencies, nonprofits, everybody is saying leisure, leisure, leisure as you're nearing those retirement years. And they're talking about your money. And what I want to say is ask yourself this question. What's next? What do I want to do next? What will give me meaning over the next stage of my life? That's my main tip is change the focus of the question of retirement planning and everything else falls into place. You know, the biggest thing I think that couples need to focus on is create a, a what I call a money night. We do it on Mondays, so it's our Monday money night. Some people call these money dates, but I, I think it's a little bit more than that. And that is, if you can set aside at least 30 to uh, 60 minutes a week, where all you do is spend a few moments talking about your past, your present, your future, money goals and values, you could invest at least that much time into your shared financial um, picture that things will change and it will naturally change. You will, you know, you'll naturally stumble upon the things that you need to do. Um, but we're also here at the Family Financial Institute. We're here to help you, um, you know, as a couple, if you're coming up with issues, we're here to help get you on that right um, path so that you're on the, sh the same page financially. Um, but man, if you could, if couples could do that, if they can just get that time, spend it together, and start working together on the same team, I think that is the biggest difference maker right there. My big tip, George, is that you should always ask. Ask nicely, ask with a smile, ideally ask in person, but always ask. So for example, if you're going to, just always ask for something extra and have fun with it. If you're at a local place that you go to a lot, say, hey, do you have a local discount? Bet you get 10%. If you're near your office, do you have a discount for local employees? 
Bet you get 10% with your employee ID. If it's the end of the day and you're at a place with perishable goods, say, you know, all your stuff is so amazing. What happens to it at the end of the day? It's so sad. You know, a lot of places have two for one specials at the end of the day because they want to get rid of their stuff. So odds are you'll get a two for one special. People often give me two for one at the end of the day just because they need to get rid of it. So hopefully if they're not, they're giving it to, you know, charities of some sort. But even if you're shopping and it's a full priced item in a clothing store, it doesn't work so well in big department stores where they don't have the leeway. But if you're in a boutique or something and it's full price, you can say to them, I love this, but I just never feel good about paying full price because I know it's going to go on sale somewhere else or I'll get it at a discount on the internet. But I want to give you the business because you're a, you know, sole proprietor. You're, I want to support small businesses. Can you work with me at all? You'll get often 20%, but almost always 10%. Trust me. Well, that I'm is telling you. with a smile always. Though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My tip is, and it relates to one of the first things I said, um, um, 401ks and iris um is is if you work for a company that has a roth 401k option um then you should contribute <laughs> you should contribute to that um people want to contribute to to this traditional 401k um because basically the tax benefits um and um but if you um you know there are basically income limits for a Roth IRA. There are none for the four oh one K. So the the reason you wanna do that is once you get into retirement age and I talked about about the about the tax you know, the taxes problems people have when they forget that they have to pay Uncle Sam. Well, basically, one of the reasons financial advisors recommend that you have money in a Roth as well as a traditional is you've already paid the money, the tax, on the Roth, on the Roth. So, basically, you come down to taking money out, you can take money out of, of a traditional and pay the taxes, but when it's necessary, you have money in a Roth account that you don't have to pay taxes. So so if you want to buy that car just for instance, you know, you you could take the money out the Roth. Taxes have already been paid. Um so my tip is um if you have a four oh one K Roth option in your employer plan, then participate and, you know, fifty fifty is you know, I would say, you know, feel free to put 50% of your contribution in the Roth and the other 50% in the traditional uh, 401k. The first thing, I, uh, my basic tip is don't put your head in the sand. You know, figure out what to do. You know, the IRS is certainly not going to go away. You know, they're, they're big, they've been around for a long time, and they can certainly make your life hell if you do put your head in the sand. And the worst cases we see are where businesses have just put their head in the sand thinking, gosh, the IRS is going to go away and this will all be over. And it never is. At the same time, it's never as bad as you might think it is. So, so well, not putting your head in the sand, don't you know, go along whistling merrily and thinking, oh, gosh, this is all going to be great too, because you do need to do some work to make sure that 
you know, you don't have a problem five years down the road because you've just agreed to stuff that you shouldn't have. And you'll never be able to get out of it financially. So there's a middle ground there. Use the middle ground and you should be fine. Good, good. Um, my difference making tip is just to if you're a parent or if you are about to be a parent and you know you're going to have education expenses in your future, start a 529 plan today. It's so easy to sign up. I mean, you can visit savingforcollege.com and we have um, all the plans listed. You can start by looking at your home state's plan, see if they offer any tax benefits. Um, once you go there, compare with other states' plans just to make sure you're getting your you know, the lowest fees available and you're comfortable with the investment manager. But every day you wait to start saving can cost you. You know, you want to take advantage of that tax-free compound interest. Um, You've only got 18 years. So yeah, my tip is start right away. Start right now. Yeah, difference-making tip is ask a lot of questions. That's it. It is something I think, I don't know why my industry, I do not understand why my industry uh, has such a lack of vetting as people make a decision with most cases the largest asset. Why in my industry that the industry professionals are entitled to their friend's largest asset makes no sense to me. Um, and if you're going to work with your friend, ask a lot of questions. It sounds so generic, but don't stop asking questions. And it's like hiring anybody in the corporate world. If it doesn't feel right, listen to your emotional intelligence and do not hire them, right? Go, you know, in the pit of your stomach, it's not a good decision. If it's not a good decision at that moment, it's only going to go downhill from there. Ask a lot of questions. The difference making tip is pay attention and stay positive about it. So if you follow the, the, the suggestion that I made earlier, you know, every day, just pay attention to where you spent your money yesterday and value that on a scale of one to five and not be afraid of what's going on with your money, but positively look at it. How can I do better? You will find you have a much different result of two, three months from now than you're having right now. I thought a little bit about this. I, I end all my emails um, with a quote from Descartes. It says, when it is not in our power to determine what is true, we ought to follow what is most probable. And I think people want black and white in the financial world. We want to believe that the right guy, the right product will solve all our problems and and, and then we can walk away. But uh, it will serve a person well to think in terms of probabilities. There's no sure thing what's the decision that's going to give me the most probability of success in my financial life. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!